The Truth and Love Ministry is pleased to present Truth and Love Radio with former Muslim and now Christian pastor Sharam Hadian. Sharam is from Iran and is now a proud U.S. citizen living in Washington State. In addition to being a pastor and conference speaker, he is also the host of the weekly television program Till TV. And now, here is your host, Sharam Hadian. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian. And we're glad you can join us today on Truth and Love Radio. We're grateful that you've joined us. And folks, I'm in part eight, part eight of a series uh, that I've been uh, doing here discussing the fraud of refugee resettlement and how Christians have bought into it, have bought into this fraud. And when we left off the program last time, I began to cover for you uh, information about this Evangelical Immigration Roundtable. It's actually a website, an organization that has been set up of of multiple supposed evangelical leaders and organizations. And this is important to understand because then it plays into the nine major refugee resettlement agencies that are getting close to $2 billion of tax dollars, uh, taxpayer-funded program that... um, to, to do their so-called philanthropic Christian work. As I mentioned earlier in these programs, about $2,200 or so is given to these agencies for each refugee, and then more when they bring in other family members. So it's huge money, $2 billion. But I want to start by giving you a perspective of this evangelical roundtable because there are those who will say, well, Sharam, you're simply just maligning these names that have signed it. What do they actually stand for? So let me read you their About Us page. And you tell me if you, if you see any problems with what they're saying and what they're claiming they stand for. Okay? They claim, by the way, that they are not for open borders um, or amnesty. But let's look at what they actually are calling for. Here's what they're uh Statement of Principles for Immigration Reform. They want immigration reform. Our national immigration laws have created a moral, economic, and political crisis in America. Initiatives to remedy this crisis have led to polarization and name-calling in which opponents have misrepresented each other's positions as open borders and amnesty versus deportations of millions. So let me go back and and, and start with the very first line that they said. All national immigration laws have created a moral, economic, and political crisis in America. As a former police officer, as someone who waited 16 years to legally become a citizen, as someone who has friends in ICE, in law enforcement, who has studied and talked about this issue for many, many years, as someone who, when I ran for governor in the state of Washington, was talking about a legal aliens and, and and sanctuary cities and so forth and so on. I can tell you that is baloney. The problem is not our immigration laws. The problem is they're not being enforced. That's the problem. We have laws in the books. And as I mentioned in one of the earlier programs, one of the few enumerated powers in the Constitution of the federal government is naturalization and immigration. The federal government is responsible for coming up with 
what is the naturalization process and the immigration process for those who enter this nation? You cannot have on this issue 50 states with 50 different immigration laws and 50 different um, aspects of naturalization. We already are seeing this with California allowing illegals to vote in local um, races, in, in county races. Soon it's going to become a point where they're going to be voting in state races. You have states like Washington, Oregon, California, Colorado, Illinois, who, are ba- who, who have officially become sanctuary states meaning they're going to violate federal immigration law. They're not cooperating with the federal immigration. So these guys, these so-called evangelicals, are going to say, you know, the laws are the problem. No, the, the lack of enforcement of the laws are the problems. And the polarization is because they're actually the ones who are doing the name-calling. Because the moment that people like myself bring up any information to try to point this stuff out or go and talk about the fraud of refugee resettlement and all the things that I've tried to point out for you in these programs, we're called what? Racist, bigots, xenophobes, Islamophobes, uh, unchristlike, unloving. They're the ones who are doing the name calling. We're trying to say your position is being misrepresented. So they go on to say that We urge our nation's leaders to work together with the American people to pass immigration reform that embodies these key principles and that will make our nation proud. As evangelical Christian leaders, we call for a bipartisan solution on immigration that respects the God-given dignity of every person, protects the unity of the immediate family, respects the rule of law, really, guarantees secure national borders, really, ensures fairness to taxpayers, Really, because if therefore more refugees coming in, that's not ensuring fairness to taxpayers because the taxpayers are being swindled. Remember, taxation without representation. They go on to say, establishes a path towards legal status and or citizenship for those who qualify and who wish to become permanent residents. Well, first of all, your your statement is completely false because if they wish to become a permanent resident, then that's a process which they need to stay in, not what is being proposed by with, with, with DACA. What's being proposed with DACA with these kids is not permanent residency, is that they get in front of the line. So even if they were to become permanent resident, meaning a legal alien resident, they then are being put in the, in the head of the line for citizenship. Why are they not being put at the end of the line? Wait your turn. And when did not separating families become more important than the rule of law? For example, let me give you an example. If a, if a father um, commits a crime in this nation and has to go to prison for a number of years, do we as Christians then say, no, 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 let's break him out of jail and let's pass laws that doesn't hold him accountable for uh, – selling drugs or committing murder or bank you know armed robbery because he's going to be separated from his family doesn't that man have to go into prison and face the consequences of his actions for breaking the law we wouldn't say that's unrighteous if he if he, if he killed somebody in this country wouldn't we say he should be separated from his family yet 
if there are those here in this nation illegally, and again, I know the argument about the kids. I'm going to leave that aside for a second. I'm talking about adults who have come into this nation illegally. They broke the law coming in, and then many of them are then subsequently breaking the law because when you have sanctuary policies, then those people that are in those areas, like what's going on in the cesspool that is California now, with all due respect to godly believers that are still hanging on there, they uh, attract, those areas attract those who are criminals. And case after case, after talking for hours on end with law enforcement who deals with this stuff on a daily basis, they escalate in violence. You you deport them, they come back, they escalate. You deport them, they come back, they escalate. You arrest them, they're let out, they escalate. So they say... The Immigration Roundtable, we respect the rule of law, we respect secure borders, yet they want immigration reform, which basically means they want non-secure borders because they want let, let more people in. We respect the rule of law. We want to have secure borders. Okay, then why are you fighting President Trump in wanting to, 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 to temporary ban from certain nations that are threats to make sure that we can have better vetting and fix the problem? Why are you fighting that? If you want rule of law, why are you fighting deportation? They're against deportation. It's just, it's nonsense. So let me go back and and, and talk about the signatories. I highlighted a few for you before we left the show last time. Uh, Again, Leith Anderson, Scott Arbiter from World Relief, Richard Stearns from World Vision. Um... Let's see. Randall Bach, president, Open Bible Churches. Joel Boot, former executive director, Christian Reformed Church of North America. You're seeing this is happening in in liberal churches and in conservative churches. Ed Boschman, former executive director, U.S. Mennonite Brethren. Mark Brunson, past president, Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, Ronnie Floyd, president, Southern Baptist Convention. Jack Graham, former president, Southern Baptist Convention. David Graves, General Superintendent, Church of the Nazarene. Bruce Hill, Bishop, Evangelical Congregational Church. Uh, Johnny Hunt, former President, Southern Baptist Convention. David Jeffrey, National Commander of the Salvation Army. Um, I'm just going down. There's, there's too many here, folks. Phil Strout, National Director, Vineyard USA. Uh, Wayne Schmidt, General Superintendent of the West, 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 Wesleyan Church. Um, Gary Walter, president of the Evangelical Covenant Church. And then we get into leaders of evangelical organizations. Again, Scott Arbiter, board chair, World Relief. Uh, Alan Andrews, U.S. director of Navigators. Uh, Matthew Ayers, executive director, Dream Centers of Colorado Springs. Uh, I'm, I'm just looking at this while I'm talking to you. Jim Daly. President and CEO, focus on the family. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Going down the list here. Get, get, just be bear with me for a second. Uh, Alec Hill, President and CEO, InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. Uh, Benjamin Homan, President, John Stott Ministries. Not surprising when you know John Stott is also a signer of the Common Word document. 
Richard Land, President Emeritus, Southern Baptist Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. Um, folks, the list goes on. Steve Moore, Missio Nexus. Um, Kevin Palau, President Lewis Palau Association. Lewis Palau, founder and CEO, Lewis Palau Association. Uh, Rick Ryan, Convoy of Hope. Ed Stetzer again, LifeWare Research. Um, Ronald Sider, President Evangelical for Social Action. Let's see. Luis Villarreal, Executive Director, Save Our Youth. And then you have universities and seminaries. Um, oh boy, look at this. David Allen, Dean School of Theology, Southern Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. David Aiken, President, Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Jason Allen, President, Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Mark Bailey, President, Dallas Theological Seminary. Jay Barnes, Bethel University. David Black, President, Eastern University. David Dan Boone, uh, Trevika Nazarene University. I mean, the folks, the list just goes on and on and on. Uh, David Dockery, President, Trinity International University, Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. Um... My goodness. Of course, Fuller Theological Seminary. Remember, they're also, uh, their entire staff pretty well signed the Common Word document. Uh, Dan Martin, President, Seattle Pacific University. Not surprising there. Again, Galvo Theological Seminary, uh, Fuller Theological Seminary, Houghton College, Wheaton College, Philip Riken, President of Wheaton College. Um, New York Divinity School, Paul DeVries. Uh, goes on. I mean, it's just the, the the list goes on and on and on. And as I said, Max Lucado, uh signed this. Um, again, Navigators, Wesleyan Church. It's just a long, long list, folks. Again, the link is there. Go check it out yourself. And 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 oh, here's pastors. Let's get some pastors. Here we go. Um, Matt Chandler. Senior Pastor of the Villar Church, President Acts 29 Church Planning Network. Brandon and I have been talking about him. Brandon's been talking about him and exposing him. Tony Evans, sadly, Senior Pastor Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas. Um, why are they signing this document, folks? Why are they agreeing to this? Um, let's see. Let's see. Joel Hunter, Senior Pastor Northland. That's Remember, he was Obama's spiritual advisor. Bill and Lynn Hybels, Willow Creek Church. Um, Max Lucado, as I said, Minister of Preaching, Oak Hills Church in San Antonio, Texas. Um, Dave McDowell, Rich Nathan. Uh, I'm just going through the list, folks. I'm just trying to look at this, so bear with me. Bear with me of all. There's, there's so many pastors that have signed this thing. I'm just trying to think some of the ones you may recognize others that you probably know that I don't know. Anyway, the point being that they are claiming that they are not for open borders and for lawlessness, but yet their actions, their behavior, uh, their stance is open doors, open arms. They don't want to reject anybody. They don't want to deport really anybody. What is the, do you, do you, do you notice any language about um, uh, national security, any language about security, any na language about um, 
just, again, giving examples and concerns, giving a balanced approach. No, it's all about the, the, the so-called love of Christ. Nothing is, is here that is balanced, saying, okay, why can't we be compassionate towards some, but at the same time be wise towards others? Why can't we actually uh, observe the laws that are on the books? And this is what then leads to these nine agencies. Now I want to get into the nitty-gritty of these nine agencies for you folks. Remember, I already said to you that they are not showing concern and vocal about the lack of Christians that are coming into this nation, particularly from uh, Iraq and Syria and Pakistan and other places that Christians are being heavily persecuted. Iran, we don't hear the voice um, crying out on those folks. Um, even the State Department recently rejected 100 Armenian Christians from Iran. Leah Holman wrote an article about this where he got a quote from me, and he interviewed me on this. Again, if you go to his website, you can see it there. So the nine major agencies, let me go through the list here, okay? Church World Services, Ethiopian Community Development Council, Episcopal Migration Ministries, Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, International Rescue Committee, the U.S. Committee for Refugees and Immigrants, Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Services, United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, and World Relief. Those are the nine major resettlement agencies that contract with the State Department. Now, of these nine, here are the ones that are supposed to be Christian Church World Services, um, Episcopal Migration Ministries, uh, Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. That's religious. Obviously, that's not Christian, but that's supposed to be religious. Um, Lutheran Immigration Refugee Services, U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, and World Relief. So six of the nine are religious-based entities. The only three that are not are the Ethiopian Community Development Council, uh, and International Rescue Committee and the U.S. Committee for Refugees and Immigrants. Now, here's the dirty secret. Are you ready? The dirty secret is these, particularly the religious ones who are coming into churches and synagogues and trying to gain support within the interfaith community and evangelical churches, will not tell you two, actually two dirty secrets. They will not tell you, I take that back, three dirty secrets. They will not tell you, number one, how much money they're getting from the uh, government and how much of their budget is coming from taxpayers, number one. Number two, they will not tell you about the contract they signed with the State Department that prohibits them from proselytizing. I've covered that in the previous show. I'll cover it for you, I'll cover it for you here again in a minute. And number three, they will not tell you how much money their staff is making. And I'm going to show you an example of that. So here are the percentages that they are each getting, the, the percentage of their budget that they're getting from the federal government and our tax dollars. Church World Services gets 71% of their budget from federal tax dollars to the tune of about $62 million a year. Now, again, uh, Ann Corcoran on Refugee Resettlement Watch.wordpress.com has all the breakdowns of the um, <clears throat> actual um, numbers, if that makes sense, uh, meaning um, she goes through and, 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 and lists each agency and, uh, you know, talks about 
the actual dollars that each agency is getting in the millions and some in the hundreds of millions of dollars, okay? Because as I said, the overall pool is close to $2 billion. All right, Ethiopian Community Development Council, remember they're secular, they're getting 93% of their budget from the federal tax dollars. Episcopal Migration Ministries from the Episcopal Church, right? So it's supposed to be a religious Christian ministry. 99.5% of their budget comes from tax dollars. They're almost their entire budget is government funded. What happened to raising money in the church? Where did, what happened to that? Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. Again, religious, 57% of their budget is coming from tax dollars. International Rescue Committee, 66.5% of their budget. U.S. Committee for Refugees and Immigrants, another secular one, 98%. Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Services. Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Services are the predominant um, placers of refugees in, in Minnesota, South Dakota, Michigan, in that area, okay? Along with the U.S. US Conference of Catholic Bishops. So Lutheran Immigration Refugee Services, another Christian religious organization, 97% of their budget, 97% of their budget comes from tax dollars. U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, also close to 97% of their budget comes from federal tax dollars. And finally, World Relief, that is an entity of the National Association of Evangelicals. Remember, that's why they are the number one supporter and number one, actually, uh, they are the ones who put together the Evangelical Immigration Roundtable. They are the ones, World Relief, who actually came up with the concept and got all these people to buy in to it. So that's why they are number one. Leith Anderson, president of the National Association of Evangelicals, which, who, by the way, he signed the common word documents claiming that Muslims and Christians have a common word and a common love of God. Then Scott Arbiter, who's the president of World Relief, also is the head. These are the heads of the Evangelical Immigration Roundtable, along with World Vision, along with Russell Moore, the president of the Southern Baptist Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. They put this thing together. Let's go back to our numbers. How much is World Relief that is part of the National Association of Evangelicals getting? 72.8%. And World Relief is the one who operates predominantly in my area here in Spokane, Washington, and Washington State in North Idaho. International Rescue Committee is the one who operates predominantly, for example, in Boise and Twin Falls, Idaho. So they each are spread out across the country, and it's big, big, big money. So now let me give you an example. So, so okay, number one dirty secret, they're not telling the religious organizations and the people that they're affiliated with in many cases, particularly within the churches, they're not telling them that the majority, remember in all of these, right, it's over 50%, the only one, well, Hebrew immigrant was the only one that was 57%. The, the rest of them are 65% and up. Most of them are 70, 80, 90, close to, you know, uh, as, as I showed you, Episcopal migration is almost 100%. So dirty little secret number one, they don't tell you how much money they're getting from the federal government and, and what percentage of their budget is from our tax dollars. Secret number two, they won't tell their supporters that they have a contract with the State Department. I'm going to read this statement to you one more time. This is the actual language from paragraph three, line one 
of their contract with the State Department with these what they're called VOLAGs, voluntary local agencies. How can they be voluntary when they're getting $2 billion, in ta- $2 billion of our tax money? How can they be voluntary and, 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 and doing it for altruistic Christian reasons when they're getting the majority of their budget from our tax dollars? And here's what, what the contract says with the State Department. Once in the United States, the Department of State has cooperative agreements with nine domestic resettlement agencies to resettle refugees. While some of the agencies have religious affiliations, specifically six out of nine, they are not allowed to proselyze. Let me repeat that. They are not allowed to proselyze. What does that mean? They can't share the gospel. They have signed the contract with the State Department for money. They've sold their soul to the devil for money, and they can't proselyze. They can't share the gospel. They can't give them a Bible. They can't tell them to go to church. But if they're Muslims, like from Syria, when 98.28% are, are Sunni Muslims, and, and, and if you actually do the math, it's almost 99% between Sunni and Shia are Muslims, they can give them a Quran. They can point them to a local mosque, but they can't proselyze them and try to convert them. And they're doing it all for money. That's dirty secret number two. And here's the third dirty secret, third one. They won't tell you how much their staff is making. So let me give you an example. This is, a, this is from Form 990, 2016, for the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, HIAS, that gets 57% of their budget from federal tax dollars. So this is a list of their, their uh, top employees. Mark Hetfield, president and CEO. His annual salary, $316,455. I got to go a little faster. We don't have a lot of time left. Farhan Irshad, CFO, $276,000 plus. Um, Francis Stein, senior advisor, $195,800. Suzanne uh, Kuzuri, senior vice president, $198,282. Riva Silverman, VP external affairs, $238,351. Jenny Rosen, VP of Community Engagement, $172,000. William uh, Swersey, Senior Director of Communication, $137,000. Stacey McRae, Senior Director of GMC, $168,000. Aaron whatever, Associate of Global Affairs, $146,000. And finally, Tanya Withers, Senior Director of HR and Administration, $143,000. And uh, Senior Director of HR is getting $144,000 a year? Every single one of their employees is getting a six-figure salary. And 57% of their budget comes from tax dollars. We're funding this fraud. And folks, this is only one of the nine. We've done the same breakdown. In fact, every CEO of these nine agencies, every CEO is making $300,000 and up. And the majority of their money is coming from tax dollars. There is dirty secret number three. How much money they're getting, what percentage, they have a contract that says they can't proselyze, and they're all making six-figure salaries. You and I are, are, are apparently in the wrong field. The whole refugee resettlement is a fraud. And everybody that is supporting it, like these evangelicals who signed this document, they're either deceived or they're deceivers. 
We are going to be covering more of this. I'm not done because the next thing that I will do for you in our next show is then go through some of the biblical arguments that they're making, to well, so-called biblical arguments they're making to justify why we should support immigration reform and open doors and open borders and re- refugees and this and this. And, this. and, and we're going we're gonna to break those down and we're, we're going to de- debunk them and we're going to bring scriptural truth because we are, the, we are called to speak the truth in love. And we must live by the truth, otherwise we will fall for everything. God bless you. We'll see you on the program next time. Thank you for listening to Truth in Love Radio with Pastor Sharam Hadian. You can visit our website, order DVDs, subscribe to our podcast, or support the ministry at www.tilproject.com. Please join us next time for another installment of Truth in Love Radio.